First Kings chapter 22, starting with verse 17. And he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me but evil? And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth-Gilead? And one said on this manner, and another said on that manner. And there came forth a spirit, and stood before the Lord, and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him, and prevail also. Go forth, and do so. Now therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets, and the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. Uh, And I'm going to stop there. We're going to talk about this chapter. But I want to take the title from something that's not in this chapter. But I begin to think, and my thoughts, I need your prayers. My thoughts have been scattered this week. Um, but I begin to think about something, and it, it actually sprung up in Sunday school, and I wasn't expecting that, but sometimes God works things like that, and, and works that His way, um, and just gives us a little reassurance that we're on the right track. So I'm to preach to you a message about the witness. And I've thought about that. That just that word a lot this week, a witness, and and, uh, uh, and I'm glad the Bible says in the book of Acts that he has not left himself without a witness. I'm glad of that fact. Uh, and the Bible says in First John chapter five uh, that he has to witness in himself. And that's talking about the born again believers. In other words, there is a witness inside of me. Uh, that witnesses on behalf of, of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, that witness is the Holy Ghost. Uh, but I want you to understand this morning, we, uh, too often the Holy Ghost is thought of just a, an emanation or of some sorts that proceeds forth from the Father. Uh, that's not so. Uh, the Holy Spirit is just as much God as any as Jesus or the Father. He is the Spirit. He is a person. He can be offended. And He can bless. He is God. And, uh, and He is a witness. Uh, that bears witness. But I thought about what John said uh, back in his fourth chapter of 1 John. Uh, he begins to warn the people to, uh, to try that Spirit. Because he said, not every spirit is of God. And, and so, uh, this morning, uh, hey, if I'm being completely honest with you, this is a message I'm not looking forward to preaching. I'm really not. For the things that will come out uh, uh, will probably uh, make half or all of you mad if, if the Lord continues my thoughts that way. Uh, but if I'm honest with you, uh, we've, uh, we've talked a lot uh, in the last few years 
about the Lord. And I heard somebody praying while ago that Lord heal our land. Can I be straight with you? There will be no healing until we repent. There just won't. That's the condition that if you repent, then I will heal your land. And so for two years, three years now, we've questioned everything we ever knew about science and about medicine. When we see, and if I'm just, I might as well make you mad right off the bat. This thing that we're facing, it was created by men in the lab somewhere. Absolutely true. And so, and so, but we, and now we're, we, we, we got on the defense, and, and how do we combat it? And men got together, and women got together, and we cried, and we prayed, and we put our faith, and our hope, and our trust in God. And, 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 and that should have continued on. But you would think after what we've been through, uh, as a nation. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just take America out of it. As the world, you would think after what we've seen, that uh, people dying by the tens of thousands, uh, that, uh, that that would spark something as far as a revival. Now I'm going to be honest with you this morning. Uh, I, don't, I don't watch the Grammys. That's not my thing. Uh, it's just, and you might, and I'm not criticizing you. I like sports. You don't. That's fine. Everybody's got their own lives. Uh, but, uh, but I did see some video footage from that the other night. Uh, if you don't think this culture is coming after your children, you're in La La Land somewhere. I'm telling you, uh, they sang a song called Unholy. And there was fire in the background. It was absolutely the worship and the uplifting of Lucifer himself. You don't think there's a culture war going on your crazy? You're crazy. And there is absolutely a culture war that is brewing. There is absolutely a reason why this church, and God put it upon our heart several months ago, brother, you need to start doing something with the youth, he said. That's why. That's why. And men were up there dancing and had horns on their head representing Lucifer, had fire behind them, had scantily clad women dancing. Hey, in other words, it was all of us was a worship of that spirit. There is, whether you want to admit it or not, I've got news for you, open your eyes, there is more than one spirit in this land. And right now, we are under the influence of that evil spirit. Now John said in his epistle, By this you shall know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. In other words, if you're a born again believer, there should be a witness inside of you, not put there by man, but put there by God, and that will witness to your soul that what your eyes are seeing and your ears are hearing, it's not the Word of God. It's not, it's not anything but demonic. And now, this man that I just read to you about, there was, there was a king by the name of Ahab. And he was a horrible king. Probably one of the most wicked kings this world has ever known. And his wife was Jezebel. And she was probably worse than he was. And then there was the king of Judah named Jehoshaphat. And he was probably one of the most godly kings that this world has ever known. 
He really was. And so you think, how in the world could these kings come together? Well, Jehoshaphat's son married Ahab's daughter. And so now they were yoked together and he called him one day. And Jehoshaphat went down to see Ahab. And Ahab said, and if you read this chapter for time's sake, I didn't read it all. But Ahab said, do you not know that Ramoth Gilead belongs to Israel? But the Syrians are there. And the king of Syria has taken it. And we sit here and we need to go and fight. And he said, Jehoshaphat, will you fight by me? By my side. And Jehoshaphat said, My people are thy people. And my soldiers are thy soldiers. And my horses are your horses. And I'll be glad to stand beside you and fight. Then he thought a little bit. And he said, Ahab, would you do one thing first? You know what? A lot of trouble could be solved if we went to the Lord in prayer. He said, why don't you call the prophets? And let's see if this thing is of God or not. And if it is, I'll go with you. And Jehoshaphat said that. And Ahab called all of his prophets. Now keep in mind, they weren't God's prophets. They were his prophets. In other words, they were paid prophets. They were paid preachers. And I'll tell you this, there's lots of people in America today are picking out a prosperity gospel. That's not the Word of God. It's simply not. But those paid preachers came up and they said, Oh, Ahab, God will surely deliver Ramoth Gilead and the king of Syria into your hand. One of them named Zedekiah, I think, even got so bold as he made himself horns like of an ox. And he said, Like this, will you push them back? But there was a spirit in Jehoshaphat that Ahab knew nothing about. Ahab was a vile, wicked sinner. And Jehoshaphat was a man of God. And Jehoshaphat listened. And he heard what those prophets said. And something about what they said didn't set right with his spirit. Aren't you thankful today? I've heard people that are supposed men of God. But when I've heard what they come out of their mouth, there is a spirit that warns me against that doctrine. I'm glad that there are people that I've heard for the first time on the internet. But there's a spirit that links up and says, that's my man. I'm glad of that spirit. Without that, where would we be? There's a spirit that links our testimonies. But Jehoshaphat said, that that just don't sound right. He said, is there not here another one? Is there a true man of God that will come and give his blessing or, or whatever he has to say? And Ahab said, there's this one guy. There's this one guy. There's one man. Keep in mind, 400 false prophets where was the men of God to be found? There was only one. Just one. And I'm thankful for that one. I'm thankful. He was in prison. See, Ahab knew right where he was at. He preached about the same time as Elijah. Not as famous as Elijah, but he's important. And his name was Micaiah. And Ahab said, I hate him. He never tells me anything good. 
Can I say to you this morning, let me just park there. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm really not. I'm not here. And lots of people say, I go to the house of God to be comforted. I want to be frank with you. There are times you don't need comforting. There are times you need to be just like I do. And so Ahab said, I don't like him. I hate him. He never tells me anything good. And so he said, go and get him. And they brought Micaiah out. And the, the man that went to bring him out, the officer, said, now look here. All the other prophets, here's what they said. And you need to be like them and find favor in the sight of God. Can I be honest with you? I love you and I believe that you love me. But when it comes to what I preach, if you don't like it, I don't care. I really don't. I mean, I do. Don't take that the wrong way. Somebody's going to go out of here. Don't take that the wrong way. But if, if I'm in line with the book, it'll just have to hit where it hits. If it hits you or me, it'll be alright. And so, Micaiah said, I'll tell you what God told me. And that's all I can promise. And so they called Micaiah up. And Ahab said, well, Micaiah, it's your turn now. What do you think? Should we go and fight? And Micaiah said, King Ahab, go. God has delivered them all into your hands. But he said it maybe with a smirk. He said it maybe sarcastically. He said it in a manner that Ahab knew he wouldn't be an artist. And he said, Micaiah, how many times have I got to tell you? Just tell me the truth. You see, the sad reality is people say, churches say, men and women say, we want a man of God who will preach the truth. But when a man of God preaches the truth, most turn and run. And don't, don't, don't take that truth. That's the sad reality coming out of the pulpits in America today. It really is. And so, he said, I just want the truth. And I tell you, a preacher that tells you the truth loves you. If you love somebody, the best thing that you can do is be honest with him. And so he said, All right, Ahab, here's the truth of the matter. He said, I saw God sitting on his throne. And he said, I saw the people and the soldiers and your countrymen scattered as a sheep that hath no shepherd. Now, what does that say? That Ahab's going to die. That's what he said. And the sheep will be scattered. And Ahab said, See, Jehoshaphat, I told you, this man never tells me anything that I want to hear. And, and he continued on. And he said this. He said, Now this is a parable. Let me first say that these events literally did not occur. It's a bit of a parable uh, because uh, I say that for the simple fact that it's never one time, never has God, never one time called a council of the host of heaven together to ask them advice on how he should handle something. He's God. So he don't need their help. Uh, but as an illustration, here's what he said. He said, I saw the host of heaven and they were on his right hand and on his left. And he said, the host of heaven was there. And God began to say, how shall I convince Ahab to go follow that Ramah Gilead? 
And some said after this manner, and others after that manner. In plainer words, some said, well, now that's not necessarily a bad idea, but I don't think that'll work. And so they were, they were at a standstill. And then it said one spirit stood up. How does the spirit stand? You tell me, it's a parable. He said one spirit stood up and he said, I will go and I'll persuade you. And God said, how? Not that God didn't know. But he said, how are you going to do that? And he said, I'm going to be a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets. And God said, you know, I believe that'll work. Go and do that. And he's going to follow you. So God put a lying spirit in the mouth of their prophets. Now how else do you know it's a parable? Because God's not the author of confusion. If a lying spirit is in the mouth of a false prophet, it's not that God put it there. But there is another spirit. And that's what's coming out of most pulpits. That's what's coming out. Are you ready? Here, here's going to get angry. That's what's coming out of Washington, D.C. right now. It's a lying spirit. But their good does not agree with my spirit and the Word of God. And I'm going to make half of you mad now. The people running this country are evil incarnate. What do you mean by that, priest? You're talking politics. No, I'm not. I see, I'm to the point I'm sick of it. I'm tired. When a man of God preaches the Word of God, he gets accused of preaching politics. Right. Am I lying or am I telling you the truth? I'm not, I'm not talking about gun control. I'm not talking about political. I'm talking about sin this morning. Amen. And what they're propagating is sin. Right. And they said. Well, the LGBTQ crowd, this and that. I don't care about pleasing them. I really don't. I love them. But you know what the Bible says? It's an abomination. Amen. Amen. And so we are teaching our children. Stay with me. We're teaching our children about gender reassignment. You know what China's teaching their children? How to fight a war. How do you think that's going to end? You know what Russia's teaching their children? How to fight a war. Meanwhile, we're teaching them that men can be women and women. My God, what has happened to us? Somewhere along the way, there's a lying spirit in the mouth of these men. You see, they say what they say is we want to be inclusive. And they use words and phrases like that uh, to draw the unbelievers in and say, well, everybody's equal. And you know what? In the sight of God, everybody is equal. But in the sight of God, what you're teaching them is sending them straight to hellfire and damnation. Now, I'm going to make the other half of you mad. The administration before this one they had control of, the, uh, of both houses of Congress and the president for two years and they did nothing. That's right. I mean to tell you, I don't want to make you mad. Democrats, I have no confidence in you. Republicans, I have no confidence in you either. I really don't. The quicker we learn what's basically a one-party system, the better we'll be as far as how to, how to go about it. But here's the thing. 
there's a line of faith. And it's, it's in the highest forms of our government. When you're wanting to murder little babies, when you're wanting to do, I'm telling you, it's an abomination. When you parade men around in drag dressed as women and have them read to your children, I'm telling you, these children are growing up in a culture that says anything goes and we will not be ruled. You see, lots of people want a Savior. And lots of people have no problem with Jesus as a Savior. So where does the problem begin? They don't want Him to be their Lord and Master. That's the difference. You see, He is a Savior, but He's also Lord and Master. And what I'm seeing coming out of Washington, I told my wife the other day, God help us, and I, in my lifetime I hope, I have no problem with teachers We've got some of the best that Macon County has right here in this room. I trust with what you would teach my child. But the Department of Education needs to go. I do not trust them with our children. I really don't. I don't. In order to be left to the state and local. But you see, it's not just in D.C. It's in your states. It's in your school boards. It's in your local uh, bodies that you elect. It's everywhere. The lion spirit is walking to and fro, uh, putting himself in the mouths of men and women. And it's to their own destruction. Amen. Can I say this to you? And I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Most people, I don't know what the churches, especially country churches, are supposed to do. Most people, most men... You know, I've heard people say, oh, that woman spoke in business and she shouldn't have done that. Amen, she shouldn't. But let me ask you, where are the men? If you don't want them doing it, then do it. Women shouldn't teach Sunday school. Where are the men? If you don't want them doing it, then what are you doing? But the sad thing is, most men have disqualified themselves from even becoming a deacon by the time they're 30 years old. Is that Paul said it this way. He said, There was a time you would have given me your own eyes. You would have put your eyes out of your head and given them to me. You love me that much. He said, Now am I become your enemy because I tell you the truth. You see, there is a spirit that has. And here's where I may lose you. You can make fun of me. I don't care. People don't believe in it. I don't care. Let me tell you this. There is an evil, demonic spirit making its way into your very homes today. People say, Preacher, I don't believe in those evil spirits. You don't, do you? Try doing what I'm doing. Preachers, you'll understand. There is sometimes a hindering spirit in the pulpit of the man of God. There is sometimes a hindering spirit that we can almost see working its way among the people that sit under the preaching. There is an evil spirit that's 
made fun of. I saw an article the other day, and it said with disdain uh, that there was a study that come out and said children are better in a home with a married mama and a married daddy. And this article was going on to blast that study. You tell me where that's wrong. They are better that way. But you see, this world has made a mockery of that holy institution of everything. Nothing's real anymore. Those people that got up and sang unholy, 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 and dressed as the devil in the fire, and they're going to descend one day into the pits of hell, and then they'll realize how holy He is. And so, this Micaiah, he told the truth. That's all I'm doing this morning. I'm trying to tell you. I told you two years ago, there's a great reset. We're on the verge of that. Realize in Ohio now there's tanker trains that have chemicals in the water. Pets are dying. People can't drink their water. You realize hey, that, that balloon, I'm still not sure where it came from. I don't really believe anything that this government says. I wouldn't trust him any more than I trust China or Russia if you really want to know the truth of that. But I trust him. And you know what I trust? That he has not left himself without a witness. And that witness is in his church. That witness is bound up in the heart of its people. And when I see things going on, they're talking about UFOs. You know what the Bible said? That there's coming a day. We're in that day. That, that men shall be lovers of their own self. They'll be covetous, boasters, proud, and disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are evil, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Without natural affection, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. That's where we're at. It says there's coming a day when they will not endure sound doctrine. That's where we're at. It said there's coming a day of a great falling away. That's where we're at. But let me be clear. It also says this. That in that day, he that led us will let until he be taken out of the way. Now what is that talking about? It's talking about the Holy Spirit. As bad as it is right now, the Holy Spirit of God is restraining the evil spirits. And there's coming a day that God's going to just tell him to back up and he's going to let hell have its course on this earth. People aren't ready for that. They said in the book of Revelation that in those days God will curse them. There'll be vials opened in heaven and begin to be poured out upon this earth. Men will know their tongues for pain. Balls and sores will be upon men. Men will seek death and death will flee from them. And for all of that they still repent of God. Amen. It says this, uh, that, uh, that because they love not the truth, that they might be saved. Now the question goes back. Why? Why would God allow a lying spirit in the mouth 
of these prophets that stood before the king of Israel. And Paul answers that. He said it this way. Because they love not the truth that they might be saved, God will send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie. Amen. This is the most brainwashed, delusional society I've ever seen in my life. You can't change biology. If you were born a woman, you can do anything you want to to the outside of your... You are still a woman on the inside. Keep it, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hurry. This man, Micaiah, was the only one. God help me if I'm the only one standing. Help me to stand. Amen. We are the witness. He's not let himself without it. The witness is the Holy Ghost. The witness is the church of God. You see lots of people that begin to run and scramble. You see our government, and it was the same under the last, and it'll be the same under the next, and whichever side wins, doesn't really matter. None of them are going to give up the power that they have. You know what they need to understand? They work for us. And you know what they need to understand? I don't care what their mandates say. They are not as powerful as the church of the living God. The gates of hell will not prevail against us. Now why would he allow that lying spirit? Because they love not the truth. That they might be saved. And so God Himself sends strong delusion. These politicians, they get up. I heard one say here while back, oh I love, my favorite book is the Word of God, Mr. Bible. I believe that was one of the biggest lies ever told. Why do you say that? I don't know their heart, but I know what they do, and I know how they vote. You see, you might not believe this. You go into that ballot box, and you cast your vote, you're going to stand before God and give an account for that. And those that vote in Washington are going to stand. We've got a congressman from my hometown right now. Tompkinson. I'm afraid whoever's advising him, I'm going to lose half of you. He's my home. He, he's, he's our hometown. I love him. I know him. Saw him the other day. I'm afraid whoever's advising him is advising him all wrong. He's on Fox News every night talking about things that's not helping the American people. It's really not. People are having a hard time surviving right now. Buying their medicine, buying their food. They don't care about the real thing. They care about what they think will get them reelected. That's all they're concerned about. I'm concerned with the truth. Amen. And so Micaiah stood. And he said, you're going to die on the battlefield. And, 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 and King Ahab said, I'll tell you what. Jehoshaphat, I'm going to go in disguise. I'm going to put on the robes and the wear of a just an ordinary soldier. But you stay in your robes. You stay in your dress. And you go out there. He's a deceiver. This world will use you. It'll kill you. That evil spirit will take you to hell. And Jehoshaphat agreed to it. And they get out on the battlefield. And the king of Syria had told his men, Fight with nobody except the king of Israel. 
And so they saw Jehoshaphat in these royal robes. And they thought, surely that's the king of Israel. He's dressed different than everybody else. And they went after him. And he saw them coming after him. And he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not the king of Israel. I'm Jehoshaphat. I'm from Judah. And they turned around. Now what happens next is the point of all of this. What happens next is there was a soldier who thought, well, this has been a colossal waste of time. I've only got one arrow left maybe. And I might as well just fire it. And he pulled his bow at a venture. That means random. He wasn't aiming. He wasn't doing nothing. He just threw his bow out of frustration and he pulled. But God, it was... You know, the other day when we shot down that balloon, I'll be honest, I'm scared because we missed it the first time. That's what the report said. If you can't hit a balloon, you probably can't intercept a missile from Russia or North Korea. I'm just saying. But at any rate, at any rate, we have technology called uh, uh, guided missiles. Follow me now. And that man drew his arrow at a venture and he just released it and God guided that arrow and it flew straight in between the harness of the armor that Ahab wore. In other words, there was one spot that his armor didn't cover. It's where they fastened together. And that arrow flew straight and found its mark. What, what does that mean? Look. That's all I do up here. I don't know who I'm aiming at. I don't care what your political beliefs are. I really don't. I love you. I've done told you I don't trust any of them. I really don't. And they say a good say. They'll talk a good talk. But when it comes time to vote to kill babies and perform sex changes on children, they'll vote their people in Kentucky voted their billfolds through their bodies. And that's the way it goes. But at any rate... I don't know who I'm aiming at. I'm just pulling a bow up here and firing the arrow. Bless your heart, the Spirit of God will direct it where it needs to go. Amen. And I tell you, one night I was just like you, sitting at an altar, sitting at a pew, and, and my goodness, can I be honest with you? That arrow of judgment has already been unleashed. It's flying. That arrow brings judgment with it. And I was just like you. But one night, God sent that arrow and it pierced my heart. And I repented. And God saved me. And He's not left Himself without a witness. And all I can tell you, political beliefs aside, I I said I didn't talk about Socialism or gun control, that's preaching politics. I'm just simply preaching sin. That's all it is. Amen. If you want to construe it some other way, you go ahead and do that. But I want you to know our, our politicians are under the influence of an evil spirit of hell. Amen. They really are. That arrow of judgment has been unleashed. But that night, you know what happened? Jesus Christ stepped in front of me. He sort of just pushed me aside. And that arrow sunk into him and stayed on the cross of Calvary. He gave his life that I might not stand in judgment guilty. Amen. 
Do you understand that? And the arrow was flying straight in my heart. And with that arrow, judgment was sure to come. And he pushed me out of the way. And he, like that spirit, said, Father, I'll go. And I'll stand in his stead. If I haven't sufficiently made all of you mad, I, I guess I'll apologize for not including you. But I'll say this. Between what happened at the Grammys and what's happening in Hollywood, and what, you realize the demons, again, I'm going to lose you, they are real. There is a spirit world. Amen. People are inviting demons into their homes. How? Through television. Through music, through Ouija boards. Preacher, surely you don't believe. Yes, sir, I do. Yes, sir, I do. Jesus bore witness to it. A man said, oftentimes it cast my son into the fire and into the water. Now, I don't want to leave you on a sour note. There is redemption through His blood. You can be forgiven. I don't know what you've done. I don't care what you've done. You don't have to tell me what you've done. You don't owe that to me. You get it right with God. Let that witness. You see, the thing is today, if you've been born again, you have a witness in you. You know that. Sometimes you just don't listen. Sometimes you listen. There's another spirit. I can't stress to you how important. There is an evil spirit. It is the spirit of heaven. It is on the whims of Satan himself. And he's working. But there's a Holy Spirit. He will say, do you believe in aliens? No. Do you believe in ghosts? No. I don't believe in ghosts the way the world believes in ghosts. I do believe in spirits. I believe they have, in some cases, attached themselves to certain homes. You say, and I'm not saying we're to have an exorcism. I'm to, don't misunderstand. But I'm saying they will attach themselves and there's one way to get through and get out. It's by the power of Jesus Christ. You can. You can be free. You can be clean. You can be whole. He's not left himself without a witness. I've heard testimonies this morning. Thank you for saving my soul. That's a witness. Every time you say that, it's a witness. Every time you tell somebody about Jesus, that's a witness. Every time you tell somebody how you got saved, that's a witness. Every time we talk about miracles, and every time you see, that's a witness that He is alive and on the throne and coming back. See, there is an evil spirit out there. And that's what Ahab listened to and it cost him. He died. The Bible said it, Elijah prophesied. He told him exactly how he's going to die. He said, Ahab, one day, one day, Ahab, dogs are going to lick the blood, out of your blood, out of your chariot here in the field of Naboth. Ahab died in his chariot. Don't you know they brought that chariot? And begin to wash it out, and the dogs came and licked his blood. He said, And then the dogs, and they're going to eat Jezebel. And all they found of Jezebel was the palms, if I'm not mistaken, the palms of her hand. See, God's word is true. Amen. You want to witness? 
That's your witness. That right there. And all I can tell you is things that are going on in this world. It stirs me up, but not in a godly way. There's a witness that says that's wrong. I don't often preach messages like that, but I guess it was needed today. That's all I got. God, take that arrow. Aim it straight. And pierce the hearts of whoever needs it is my prayer.